You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome to uh, Aston Villa Facebook page and our Claret and Blue podcast where um, I'm joined, I'm Matt Kendrick, for those who don't recognise my stupid bald face, uh, <laughs> our Villa expert Ashley Priest. Um, Ash, I think we've been set the task of trying to get stuck into the... Uh, into the European Super League, which I know is a bit of a shock because you were off yesterday and I've had a week off. I was expecting to wade through my emails and just kind of, you know, do a bit yeah, of admin. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and easy, that's it, yeah. I'll have a <laughs> mad to give give six greedy owners uh, a bit of a kick in, which, you know, let's face it, it's yeah. more, fun, more fun doing that than, than, than wading through admin anyway. There is um, listen, this is a Villa podcast. We're on a Villa Facebook channel, so let's talk about it in the context of of Aston Villa, first of all. Um, Christian Perslow yesterday, um, never backward in coming forward, to be fair to Perslow, in terms of standing up for, for the club and looking out for the, the club's interests and the interests of the fan base. Um, what did you make of, of his comments, Ash? I think the one that stood out was he, he called it grotesque, didn't he, I believe? Yeah, he didn't hold back. I just, I just liked how quick he was to respond to it all. He came out on BBC Radio 4 and told told told. Uh, what everyone, what he thought of it, to be honest, yeah, grotesque. What what they're all doing, and fair play to Perso. He, he, he's got a knack of doing that. He's, he's, he, his timing's really good. He's an opportunist when he comes out and he says all the right things. And I think Villa fans res, re, resonated with him. I think totally in agreement with him. It's it's totally wrong what everyone's doing. And look, look, I've said this before. Aston Villa have been around than longer than longer than twelve clubs. So, and then I'll be listen. Perso's got it nailed on. So. They shouldn't come back for me, but we'll get stuck into that. But post those comments, yeah, resonated with me. Total thumbs up and yeah, you beat the nail on the head. I've got to be a little bit careful here not to be, because we're accusing accusing these owners of being self-serving and not caring about the greater good. But my, my first instinct is, you know, let's let's cope without them. Let, let, let's let's kick the six out. And it sounds really harsh because these, these football fans, these, these genuine football fans from, from each of those six clubs who oppose this as vehemently as the rest of us, probably probably even more so because it's their clubs at the centre of it. But, uh, you know, to me, th- there should be no way back. I just think, you know, if you want to go and create this kind of separate entity and this separate platform where you play once a week and you become richer and richer and richer, that's fine. Use that wealth within your new platform to do as you please with it. But don't think that you can then come back and use that wealth to, to influence our league. Mm. You know, what, what, how, how is that fair? How is that fair that mm. you can you can make all this money and yet you can still have the, have a free run to, to, to get, you know, to – to be the biggest and 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 and, and richest club, I, it just it just makes me sick. It just makes me sick, and the fact that it's all been done so cloak and dagger. Um, I think I wrote yesterday that if it is if it is a kind of bargaining ploy with UEFA to try and screw a little bit more out, out of out of UEFA, I think I put it's like going into Dragon's Den and kind of you know poking Theo Pavidis in the eye or uh, having a dump on Deborah Me- Deborah little <laughs> desk. It's just. You know, it's just, it's, it's, there's just no shame, is there? And I'll tell you something that I wanted I wanted to wanted us to talk about, and I want to go I'm conscious that, that you're on this with me, Ash, rather than me just going on off on one of my big long rants, is this idea. Have you heard this phrase, legacy fan? That they're talking about they're talking about uh traditional football fans now. They're splitting fans into legacy fan, oh boring old kids like us who actually like a packed stadium, like the atmosphere, yeah. like the laughs, like the like crack with our mates. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely like a balty pie. <laughs> so it's us versus the fans of the future. Basically, the kind of armchair fan that's got no real allegiance with, with any of these places, with any of the history, any of the heritage, and almost saying, we don't care about you legacy fans anymore. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We've proven that that even in empty stadiums, you know, you told us that fans were the heartbeat, that, that, that football is all about the passion on the terraces. We've shown that we can market our product even in empty stadiums. You don't mm. care anymore. And to me, it's, it's there's not even a pretense about it anymore. They're not even trying to hide their, their disdain for us. It makes me sick. Yeah, yeah I've seen Florentina Perez's interviews, came across really, just, yeah, just, like, we're not bothered. We're going to go ahead with it anyway. We, we need all this. And the kids are all on the gaming anyway. Football's boring, he said, basically. But simply not the case. Just every Villa fan out there, it's, it's not, not the case. And yeah, like the cloak and negatives, it's all secrecy behind the scenes. And it's all been agreed. Gentlemen's agreements. It just, just stinks for me. But yeah, looking forward. I don't know, I don't know what the outcome is. Like you say, kick them out. And does that mean Villa are in Europa League? Then roll on for me. But we'll take advantage of that. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, but yeah, it's... Lots of questions. I'm just speaking with Dean Smith later. I wonder what the, what the feeling is amongst the players and the, and the staff at Villa as well. And it's just uncertain times now, isn't it? It really is real that they've gone gone co it. And a couple of weeks' time, who knows? But, but yeah, um, I don't know what to say about it really, without without going off on one like, like Carragher and Neville. And um, but yeah, just, just stinks really. Can't can't stand the concept and totally out, out of sync with the fans. Yeah. I think to me it shows kind of delusions of grandeur that these six clubs think that they're so important that the rest of football or the rest of English football mm. can't can't continue without them. I mean, how how arrogant do you have to be like that? Because you know we've seen not not for the right reasons, but we've seen Aston Villa, a great club with great heritage, you know, a massively decorated club in terms of what we've won, albeit a lot of it in black and white and secret tinted <laughs> photographs rather than rather than full colour cl- claret and blue. But we've seen Villa tumble out the Premier League and much as it much as it hurt us, Premier League continued without us. Do you know what I mean? Leeds Leeds were gone for many years. Premier League continued without them. Nottingham mm. Forest, you know, who, who won the European Cup twice. They've been out of the Premier League. Don't don't want to. We've got got Matt Matt Davis, who's our uh, who's our admin today, who's a Forest fan. So I don't don't want to hammer the misery for him too yeah. much more. But they've been out of the Premier League for, for God knows how long, and, and the Premier League continues without them. So why do Manchester United and Liverpool and Arsenal and Chelsea and Tottenham and whoever else I've missed, uh, Man City? Why do they Why do they think that that that, that we can't cope without them? It's just it, 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 it's ridiculous. Um, you mentioned in um, some of the quotes that have come from from Perez overnight. I thought of you know when you see these kind of mock memes and these mock yeah. you know these mock quotes that there's some fake quotes attributed to Klopp that came out last night. I thought these Perez ones were were, were fake at first. You thought how can somebody have that much front? No, you know, you know, it's, I mean, I suppose what you would say to him is, is at least, you know, I, I'm not, I didn't particularly, I wasn't particularly pleased or um, reassured by anything he came to say, but at least he put his head up and and, and, and spoke. Yeah. All the others are just kind of hiding behind kind of two or three paragraphs of, of nonsense and blaming the pandemic and almost as if the, the, the pandemic is responsible for, for them losing a couple of noughts um, this year rather than the fact that they're mismanaging their own clubs. Um yeah, it's, so in, in, in terms of in terms of Aston Villa, what do you think? I don't listen. I don't want to put you to put words in the guy's mouth, but what do you think Smith will be like 
today. You, you're in the press with him promoting the the, the, the Man, Man City game today. What do you think his, his stance will be? I think he won't go too much into detail about it. Um, I think he'll have his view on it. He'll say he'll be, he'll be against it. I think he'll follow Perzo's mantra in that sense. But I think he'll, he'll distance himself from it, to be fair. Um Smith doesn't like to go too 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 gun go on, on on comments out of Villa's end. So I see him taking a step back and just 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 mirroring what all the football fans are saying and siding with them because let's let's get it wrong. It's it's, it's not not on, is it really? And I think he might mention a, a Villa comment saying, "Listen, Villa Villa long being founders of the football league." So and we played to the tune. We, we, Villa went down, come back up, and um, yeah. Making it for a good competition this season and aspiring to be like the Cubs are in there, but the fact they're breaking away, yeah, it's interesting. So I just wonder what the players are all thinking. To be honest, um, I seen Jack Grealish he retweeted those strong comments about it. Like, what's football becoming? Um, so, so yeah, I think fans are against it. I think players are against it. You seen James Milner last night. He spoke very well about it. He didn't hold back. He said totally wrong. So, so yeah, it's, next few days are going to be so interesting, Matt. So, uh, I don't know, we've got the meeting today, Perslow's at the meeting today with the 14 of the Premier League clubs, so I'll be chewing the fat and we'll see that they might all come together and say, see you later, lads, we'll carry on with that, yeah, we'll reform. I loved Everton's statement today, very passionate, um, called them all out to what they are, to be fair, um, so if anyone, anyone see the Everton statement, have a read of that. They didn't know they, yeah, they, they fired straight from the hip, so yeah, um, Perzo's already come out and said it. As for Dean Smith's stance today, I think he will be against it, but I don't think he'll go too strong on it. But we'll see. Just noticed something in the comments um, saying has Ash been on a sunbed because you're looking, at, you're looking <laughs> a bit bronze. I don't get that. People just think it was my blood pressure if they saw me with a bit of colour in my face. So where's the tan from? Just a bit big guy as well, haven't I? So I've popped for a couple of bit. I played football Sunday as well, so that helps, but yeah. <laughs> a, nice, a nice Sutton beer garden tan, that is. Uh, yeah. you forget your Mediterranean holidays. Um, no, you're just you're just saying about the players and the managers. I think, I think it's really awkward and uncomfortable mm. at the moment yeah. because this has all been kind of cooked up behind the backs of of the players and of the managers, and yet they're the ones who are, are having to front it. And I thought Milner was was bang on. You know, somebody said would would James Milner would a young player on his way up. You know, a young twenty-year-old breaking into the first team would have spoken as boldly about uh, about it as James Milner. Now, probably not because the club probably wouldn't have put up <laughs> put up a, a young player like that to to talk anyway. But we need more voices of reason, like James Milner. We need more people to stand up and call it out for what it is. I think um, I think Patrick Bamford, who is not particularly popular in these parts. Um, for, for for reasons of his past meetings with with Villa, but I thought thought he was very honest as well, saying that you know this becomes top of the agenda when people are going to be financially hurt as a result of it. Yet there's big issues like racism. We saw the, the violent abuse that Tyrone Mings got again uh, a couple of days ago that are just swept under the carpet. And to me, this needs to be without me me getting on my pedestal and it becoming too much of a kind of soapbox and, and a rant. This needs to be. A line in the sand, and I'm probably probably a dream. You know, it's probably a pipe dream that, that I think that we can use this as an opportunity to to reclaim reclaim our game as best yeah. we can. Because to me, and I mean this with all the greatest respect to fans of, of, of United, Liverpool, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, the Premier League and English football can still be a compelling 
spectacle without those clubs. You know, it might mean that some of the broadcast rights have to be adjusted. Um, and it might mean that, that clubs and owners and even football fans have to, have to reassess their expectations a little bit. But I don't want this. You know, this it, it, it sounds it sounds horrible, this, because I'm sure lots of people would wish we could put this genie back in the bottle and go back to Saturday, Saturday, Saturday evening, when, when mm. this wasn't a concern. But to me, I don't want it back in the bottle. I want this to be used to, to, to shine a light on, on all that's wrong with the game and to... You know, put put better checks checks and balances in in place. I mean, how how can how can the Premier League be governed by the clubs itself? How is there not a kind of body that is that is strong enough and has the courage of its convictions and is not money motivated itself? How is that how is that organisation not in place by now to uphold the the kind of sporting integrity of of, of this competition? Am I am I just am I just kind of naive? Am I just kind of wandering back to back to the day where we could leave our back doors open and all that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, you could you know you could buy buy a packet of wood bonds, a mortgage, and a and a you know a new car for half a crown. Am, am I stuck in the past to think that think that we can't find a place where we can we can find some kind of integrity again? No, yeah, no, I think we need a governing body uh, above all the clubs. To be honest, he's crazy that the twenty Premier League clubs govern the, the Premier League. It's and they've all got the best interests at heart. They, they want to do the best for the clubs and they don't really care about well, the big six don't, don't care about anyone else and they're breaking away. But yeah, like you say, I weren't around for the, the old, first old division map, but I bet that was a good laugh as well. And I think, yeah, I think we should move forward, line in the sand. They've come out, they've been called out and I think we should move on without them. I'm 14, promote some of the championship teams. How about Rangers and Celtic in there as well for the mix? I've seen that banded about. There's loads of options to have and this Villa playing against against like I mean your Brightons and what it's not a bad thing. Um, Villa Park is going to be still packed out every week next season, hopefully. And um, yeah, get the crowd crowds back there and it'll be um, water, water for ducks back for us. I think. What well, I know you've not not got a crystal ball, Ash, but what do you think? Will happen, and this is going to be a kind of a fast-moving situation. You know, we're already hear, hearing whispers that some of the clubs have been shocked by the backlash. Which, if they've been shocked by the backlash, it shows they're even more out of touch than we thought. You know, what do you what do you think the outcome will be? Do you think Do you think it will happen? Based on the, the Perez comments overnight, he's saying they've all, they've all signed, signed, sealed, delivered. It's all happening, and um, the way it come out Sunday evening as well. Um, Oh, it's been going on for weeks, mustn't it? It's all agreed. These are the 12 teams. That, that have, I've, got, I've had the name out from the Super League saying, this is the format, we're going for it. I think I can, I can see it happening. I really can. Um, it's a mad scramble now towards the end of the season over the summer. It's going to start in August, isn't it? So, the Euro's coming up. There's so much happening. Um, where's this... Where's this Villa got eight games left. Where's the integrity now in this competition? Now we've got Man City tomorrow. I think Villa are going to wear them T-shirts tomorrow as well, I've been told. I'm going to earn it. Um, but yeah, I just don't know where we go from there. What's the point of this season now? If they're all leaving, what's the point of playing Man City tomorrow? Um, yeah, I don't know where we go from there. But looking ahead, what I'd do off the, off the cuff, I'd probably get rid of the six, have the 14 in there. I'd promote through the championship clubs, the top six of the championship. I'd have them all in there. I'd scrap the playoffs, perhaps. Do you know what I mean? I'll go, go with that. and have 20 back in and move, just keep moving clubs up. I don't know. And go, go, go from there. I think, I think it'd, be, it'd be sound. I think you have the, some top clubs in the Championship, don't forget. And, and I'll, I'll be buzzing to be back. And the, 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 the grounds will be sold out every week. 
I think it'd be a good, it'd be a good fun. I'm a Villa fan as well, and I love the Championship. It's good crack, winning every week, and the passionate fan base in there. And I think a bit, a bit of the Premier League taking a bit of that. No, no bad thing. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, it's got to be a case where this, this is where the likes of UEFA, FIFA, the Premier League, the FA have to kind of stand up strong now and. Do they hold their nerve? Do they hold their nerve knowing that if they were, if this were to, to, to take its natural natural course, then these clubs are already signed up for, for a Super League. They think they can have the cake and eat it. The, the, the footballing authorities should say, no, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't just pop back pop back to the, the Premier League once a week with your, your kind of super, super rich squads and think you can just kind of, you know, treat this place like a hotel, for want of a better <laughs> phrase. They, they, need to, they need to say that. But you can see within, you know, within the corridors of powers there, they're going to get nervous thinking, well, actually, you know, without those six clubs, that's really going to weaken our hand at the negotiating table with Sky and BT Sports. You know, maybe, maybe just having having these kind of bad boys along, even even if it's not on our terms, maybe that's the best way to make sure this gravy train keeps rolling. And that that's my big concern that they just cave, they just cave yeah. too easily. And for yeah. me, nobody's nobody's a winner there other than the, those 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 six the six custodians of of the um, of the revolting six and. You know, to me, it's. I didn't believe it. On, on, I've, I've switched me my phone off a little bit because I've had had the week off and I've just been knocking about watching Netflix and ambling around the garden and garden centres and stuff like that. I didn't really believe it when it started breaking on a Sunday. I thought it was another kind of project, big big picture, where these people yeah. would be swatted away and put back in the box quite quickly. And it was only in when those kind of joint statements started dropping at about half eleven on Sunday night. So I thought, oh my God, this is actually, this is actually happening. This is, this, this, this is a danger. This is actually going to happen. Going to happen. And even, even the timing of those statements, I mean, was yeah. that, were, were those statements put out to serve a worldwide global audience? Were they put out to kind of very bad news from a English point of view? It's just the, the whole thing, the, the whole thing stinks. Um, listen, uh, we can. We, I'm sure we'll talk about we'll talk about Super League and the impact of it on the wider football community and on Aston Villa specifically over over the next couple of days and weeks. And we'll hear from Dean Smith and we'll hopefully hear from a, a couple of Villa players around the, the Man City game as well. Um, but let's let's just let's just put that to, let's just put that big massive thing that's dominating all <laughs> our thoughts to to one side for a minute. And we've got a football match to, tomorrow night, so. Um, it's Villa, Villa versus Man City. Ash, what what are your thoughts going into that game? I all eyes on that, isn't it, really, because Man City, the breakaway team, and Villa, are the the founding members of the football league, so there'll be headlines galore tomorrow. Um, yeah, late kick off Villa Park. Villa, Villa got a wretched record with Man City in recent times. Six one, wasn't it, last year? Um, and in the January, and yeah, got thumped. Continued. I don't think we win, we won there since that that famous Wyman goal. Um, in front of a packed house, but yeah, um, no Trez, no Grealish, perhaps. Grealish waited at 50-50 for tomorrow, but we'll find out prognosis on him later. Dean Smith's press conference this afternoon. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting what Dean Smith does. He didn't bring Keenan Davis on Liverpool, just Liverpool seems like, more, like ages, ages ago now, because we had no game at the weekend. But, but yeah, um, 
there's options to be had. Eight games left. And obviously, Villa turn them over. I think the old, the old footballing union has to be achieving Villa on tomorrow. So, yeah, um, we'll see. Elsewhere, Al is probably the most likely one to come in for Trezeguet, who's out for the season now. I'd like to see some of the young lads come in. Um, I think they've shown shown more than enough to be amongst the bench and for little cameos to step up. So, so yeah, um, elsewhere, I think it's as you were, to be honest, Martinez, Cash, Cancer, Mings, Target, and then Douglas Louise against his former club. McGinn's playing. Just, just need to be a bit more threatening up front. So, can they do that? We'll see, but... As, as Chelsea did on Sunday, they stole for them. I think Villa will look to do the same. Would be a big shock tomorrow given Villa's form, but who knows? But yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, Watkins has a good game against them because their defence is a bit suspect. But yeah, just totally throwing me to be honest. There's a game tomorrow amid all this Super League stuff. It's just crazy, really. Um, yeah, just we'll see, Matt. But yeah, I think everyone will be supporting Villa tomorrow, mate. Just in terms of. Um... Trezor Gay, I've not spoken to you since um, since that, that news came through. Villa have been so unfortunate with these kind of serious kind of ACLs. Obviously, we had Heaton and Wesley, didn't we, on the same day? Yeah. I mean, that does seem like ages ago. Um, and now, now Trezor Gay. It's one of... I always feel guilt. It's a bit like kind of Harahan, you know. It, it's, Trezor Gay kind of e- easily slips into scapegoat territory for yeah. me and it's probably probably you know people are probably going to accuse me of being two-faced and hypocritical now 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 that we've, we're without him oh yeah you, you respect Trezeguet <laughs> now Matt, don't you but you know I think in terms of in terms of what Trezeguet has brought to Villa and we know listen on from being com- completely blunt I think Villa need, need an upgrade on perhaps all three of their their wingers um next season although saying that we could, could climb six places without doing a single thing um <laughs> but you know I do I do feel for Trezeguet because for me he's the kind of guy who epitomizes what <laughs> I spoke to Dan Dan Rollinson about this the other week and I think somebody asked the question Trezeguet is like plays like he's won a competition and I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing I know I think somebody somebody said it as, a, as an insult saying he's just like a fan he's not good enough but to me I took it as a compliment he plays like he's won a competition he plays like he cares he plays like he, he wants won. to get every last kind of drop of the ability that he's got um, so listen, I, I, I wish him, I wish him all the best. Um, you know, what we're talking, Ash, a year potentially with that, that kind of injury. Yeah. I don't think it'd be about as Wesley's to be fair. So Heaton was out for nine, nine months, I uh, know, uh, 10 months to 11 months. So you're looking about that, Matt. Yeah. I think, uh, ACL, no good. He was at Bodymore start this week alongside Grealish in the treatment room and yeah, long road back for Trez, I think hopefully. He recovers quicker than, than Heaton and Wesley because they're out for considerable time. But yeah, six months or longer. So yeah, he's, he's set for a spell for the sideline. So I think Villa will bolster that, that, that position in the summer to be forced to, to be fair. So yeah, yeah I'm with you, Matt. A lot, a lot of Trezeguet's work right. I think he brings a lot to the team in that respect and he squeezes opposition. He's, I remember last season, he had his best games against the lots of Arsenal and City away and he can be a threat and a pest. But yeah, his goal record hasn't been too good this season. He only scored two in that one game, but he seems to come on strong as well. We really need him most, like he did last season. He comes comes on strong in the in the springtime, and yeah, I, I put a tweet out the other week when when, when I heard of the news. He did a lot for Villa, really. Um, he volleyed into a cup final. He kept us up last season with that three goal flurry he scored, and he's a willing squad member for me. Was it nine million quid? Okay, Villa, he's, he's 
he's not like a 20, 40 million pound player, is he? So you can't expect that of him. But what you can, what you can expect from him is grafting a bit of grit in there and for the, put his old body on the line for the, the client brew cause. And you can't knock him for that, to be honest. So yeah, devastating shame, really. And others have to step up now. And Al Ghazi, perhaps he, he probably wanted to come in. But yeah, we'll see. Let's have a quick word about um, Jack Grealish thing, because I think me and you are both old enough to remember him being in action, aren't we? Yeah, I don't know, man. I can't, who's he? can't remember him, but he brightened the ways last game, wasn't he? Or nearly, he was rubbish. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> do, do you think it's all a bluff? Do you reckon he's just been dropped because of bad form? Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. So, listen, this is this is a saga that, that can run and run, can't it? The, the Jack Grealish situation. Yeah. I think for... <laughs> greedily and selfishly I just kind of I want him back just to give the season a little bit of a spark again just yeah. so we can get some kind of pleasure and enjoyment a bit harsh on the rest of the team that is but get, get a bit more pleasure and enjoyment out of the matches but I also want him to have a a decent run a decent run up to, to making sure he's in that squad for the Euros because I know it's a, a real big dream of his Um you know, we you're saying Ash that, that that we've heard that he might be fifty fifty for tomorrow night. Obviously, Dean Smith will, will come out with a, a cryptic clue um, <laughs> this this afternoon. I'm sure from his press conference. But do we? I don't want to be the the, the doom monger and the the conspiracy theorist, but we do think he's going to be back soon, don't we? This is this is not a kind of cover up uh, that you know he's he's out for for even longer than he's been. Yeah, well, the, the, the pencilled in dates May first at Everton, so I mean that's that's two games. So I got Man City and West Brom this week, but if he's not back for Man City, I think West Brom could be the, the better one. But it's just guesswork, isn't it? We don't know why Shin's holding up. A weekend off last week would have been the world of good for him. He's been at Bodymore working on it ever since. It's just a, a really niggling shin injury. It's becoming a bit of a concern now. He's he's having a, a big injury every season. It seems uh, the promotion year. He's had for thirteen games there and. And now this year, so, yeah, a bit of a concern. His England hopes are, yeah, he's desperate to get to England, isn't he? It's all he ever speaks about. It's all he wants to do. So, hopefully that doesn't have a detrimental effect on him, but it can't be long now. Just, it, how many games have we been Eight, is it, since Brighton away? And, yeah, we, we missed him like, a, yeah, like, I'm telling you. So, um, but, yeah, Man City, West Brom, Everton. He's got to be back by Everton, surely. And then we got got Man U, Palace, Tottenham and Chelsea to finish off. So, You'll be able to inject that bit of spark, like you say, Matt, because Villa need it desperately. Like, no, it's petering out like, like, like you wouldn't believe. So, yeah, a couple, couple more weeks, if that, and he'll be back in business, hopefully, mate. Did I see him on Instagram singing a Glenn Whelan, Lionel Richie song? That's right, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. Have, I, have I dreamt that? Did I actually <laughs> see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's working with Ronnie Stevenson on the what box, isn't he? So, that was it, yeah. Don't give up the day job, Jack. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I thought my voice was bad. Um... What I wanted to speak to you, Ash, and we'll, we'll wrap this up in a couple of minutes, was, and I know you're a massive advocate for the kids coming through the ranks at Bodymore Heath, um, and we've spoken before about whether Villa are kind of drifting. I mean, I, I don't call it mid-table mediocrity. I, I call it drifting gloriously in mid-table compared yeah. to what, what, what we've gone through in previous years. Yeah. So we know that the season's kind of just kind of ebbing and flowing towards its, its conclusion. Uh, who knows? Tenth place might be good enough for Champions League, um, but do do you think now? It's easy for us to say, isn't it? Us kind of you know fans with yeah. pens or us fans in the pub or whatever. Do yeah. you think it, it is the time just to kind of 
give some of the kids 10 minutes here and there or get them on the bench and give them a feel for what match days are like? I think so, yeah. I mean, Deesmith has done it this season. He's had Jaden Philogene Bedos, the 19-year-old winger. He's been amongst the squad. Uh, Carney Chuck has been on the bench. Kane Kessie's been on the bench. Um, so, and Jacob Ramsey's emerged this season, hasn't he? He's through Jacob Ramsey. In. He had 13, 14 Premier League appearances for a 19-year-old. So, he's not afraid to do it. But just, I'll obviously more, especially with the season, eight games left, I'll obviously give, give him more game time. We haven't seen him on the pitch yet, um, apart from Jacob. So, yeah, Kane Kester right back. He's in the show. No Trezor guy tomorrow. Could, could you put Cash ahead of ahead of him? Or do you know what I mean? I know it's Man City, isn't it? Obviously, but when the game's coming up, Louis, Louis Barry's another one for me. I've been watching him closely. I really like him. He's a goal scorer. Uh, I think he's been playing under 18s for the last four years now. So he, is he going to progress? We spoke about this in the Q&A last week about perhaps loaning him out next season just to give him that first team experience and I said probably a Dutch or a German club would probably suit him best, to be honest. So he's a player with good pedigree. He's 16 in goals in 18 games. He's scoring for fun. And Dean Smith and John Terry are watching him at Villa Park, lighting it up. So, yeah, I think they're doing well. Give the kids a chance for me. I think, yeah, bring them on for the last 15, 20 minutes, get him, get him in alongside McGinn and Mings on match days and bed him in ahead of pre-season and then go from there. You don't know until you, until you try and do it. So, so, yeah, I think, I think Jacob Ramsey's been been the prime example. I think he's stepped up really well this season, to be honest with you. Um, but I didn't see that happening, to be fair. And Hurham was out the door, wasn't he, uh, over Christmas time, and Jacob got ahead of him. So, plenty of talent at Villa. Villa I mean, into the quarterfinals of the FA Youth Cup now. They've been smashing it in, in the under-18s league and Premier League too. So, all the fans know, know all the names now. They've got the little star-studded names. Aaron Ramsey, Chuck Mawika, Kessler. Louis Barry, get them all in, yeah. I'd like to see some of them bedded in before the end of the season. Give them some game time, give them their Premier League debuts for sure, Matt. I think it's it's worth a gamble, considering where Villa are on the table now. I think it'll help develop them, yeah. No, that's brilliant, Ash. We'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, thanks to all of you who've tuned, tuned in via Facebook Live. This will be posted across all our usual podcast platforms as well. So, Feel free to go along, say nice things about us or say nasty things about me, <laughs> but say nice things about Ash. Um, yeah, it's, it's Villa versus Man City tomorrow night. We'll get some football back back underway. This Super League thing's not going to go away anytime soon. Going to have more twists and turns and Spaghetti Junction. and We'll try and bring you um, bring you the coverage of it from, from an Aston Villa point of view. But until next time, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your support and up the Villa. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.